0: Well, what's up, everybody? Merry Christmas. Not happy holidays or winter break, but Merry Christmas. You know what? You know what the word Christmas means? Well, Christ, you know it means it means anointed one or savior. But and and Mass in the in the Greek means festival or celebration. So Christmas means celebrating Christ. And so that's what we're doing. And I, I know there's a lot going on and the malls are packed and crowded. Somebody asked me this morning, are you ready for Christmas? I don't know what that means. I just have to show up. That's what Christmas, because I got a great wife, and, and today I'm going to find out what my kids got, and I'm going to be as excited as they are. And now I've got a great daughter-in-law, so, so I won't tell you that because my wife's around. I, anyway, it's going to be a great Christmas at, at my house in just a few moments. We usually do Christmas on Christmas Eve, so my parents are coming over, and then we'll go to... My my in-laws tomorrow and we'll just stretch this thing out. And but I don't want to miss the season. I don't want to miss the reason. I don't I don't want to miss what Christmas is really about. Christmas is about it's called the incarnation, and, and that that that's about the biggest word I'll use today. The incarnation. It means Christ leaving heaven and putting on flesh and coming to earth. It's it's described in in Matthew's gospel. He gives us a great story, illustration, narrative of how it happened, and it says this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. This is the incarnation. This is God becoming flesh. This is God dwelling amongst us. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Obviously, that's going to cause a problem. We, we know a little bit about Mary. Not a, not a, even today, Mary is kind of idolized and worshiped and and even prayed to, and and we don't believe that Jesus is to be worshipped and idolized and prayed to. But Mary did have an important part, and, and the Bible does tell us that she was a God fearing little girl. She was probably a teenager when the angel came to her. She she was she was really trying to do God's will and follow His commands. She wasn't playing spin the bottle and truth or dare with all the other boys. But she was a she was pure. She was right. That was kind of funny. Nobody laughed. So we'll just keep on going. And, and she was married to this guy, or was going to be married to this guy, Joseph, and Joseph doesn't get nearly as much credit as Mary does, and rightfully so, uh, because Mary had to carry the baby for nine months. But, but you know, when, we, when my wife got pregnant, I, I used to tell people, yeah, we're pregnant, and, and they'd say, well, how was the birth? Oh, nothing to it, you know, and, 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 and I guess that's why Joseph doesn't get as much, much credit for it, but Joseph was a good brother. He, he held out for a little while, and, and rightfully so. I mean, he's got this girl, and she's pregnant, and they're not married, and, and all the talk. This went against everything that he had learned. But, but nonetheless, he decided, he decided to stay with her because he found out she was pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and he didn't want to expose her to public disgrace. He didn't want to cause her shame. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, and I think, I think Joseph knew. He knew this was something special. Because it says he, didn't, he wasn't concerned about disgracing himself. I think in his heart, he realized that this was supernatural, that this was some miraculous conception. I, I don't think that. He didn't want to disgrace her and bring her shame. And he'd already begin to ponder this in his mind. And, and kind of confirmation, an angel appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what, can, what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And that's a big deal. The virgin birth is a big deal because we needed a Savior to rescue us from our sins. And the only way that could happen is he had to be fully God, fully man, and he had to be sinless. And the only way he could be fully God was to have God as a father. The only way he could be fully man was to have Mary as his mother. And the only way he could be sinless was to have the Holy Spirit uh, to, to bring about the conception, he, this 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 miraculous conception. So we got Mary and Joseph, and and now the Holy Spirit's involved, and she's going to give birth to a son. And I just want you to think about it, that yes, God was God. and, and, And God, Jesus wasn't a messenger from God. Jesus was God with a message when he came to earth. And there's a big difference. He wasn't a good man. He wasn't a prophet. He was the son of God. But yet he became a son, and he grew up just like all of us do. And and you know i don't know if you I wonder at times if if Jesus was tempted to turn his broccoli into chocolate cake? Have you ever thought like that like he could just do that if he didn't want to take a bath? I wonder if he ever thought about just kind of parting the tub and, and the water and sitting on am I the only one that thinks this or or like instead of riding his bike? I wonder if he thought man, it'd be cool to fly a bike i i, I don't know, but but he didn't do that he didn't give in to that because while on earth, he was fully man and and they gave him the name Jesus. And I just want to pause there and stop because that's a very common name in the New Testament. There were five high priests when Jesus came to earth who were named Jesus. There were 20 high figure, high public, high influential people when Jesus came to earth by the name of Jesus. And names are a big deal. I, I think you would agree when, when you know, when you, if you're having a kid this year, you've got every book, you're thinking, you're you're trying to figure it out. Because you're, you're, names matter. And, and if you're struggling with a name and you're about to have a kid, just name him Stanley. That would be a great name. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. But, I mean, my mom's here today, and I love her. But, Mom, why did you name me Stanley? Why? Stanley Steamer, the carpet cleaner. I mean, I, 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 I've, I've heard it all. But, but not only do we have names, but we have nicknames. And we've nicknamed all my kids. And my oldest, Tyler, we call him Yiggy. I don't know Why? It just stuck when he was little, and and he's jiggy, and Zachary is Zachy, and Emily is not Emily. She's Emmy baby, and my baby, and you're a little bit too close, Mason. I need you to slide over just a little bit. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. (laughs) Where's his daddy? I'm watching him. That that's not in my notes, Mason. I'm sorry. I'm even a little embarrassed for you right now. <laughs> it got hot. Oh, and then and see, did I tell you what her nickname is? Emmy Baby. And then Micah, we call him Thumby, which means little brother. And so everybody in our family has a nickname because it's it, it matters and, and I would think as God was thinking about naming his son, he would come up with a more creative, more 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 not so common, not, not, so, not so used. And, and, and this is what Isaiah called him. Isaiah said he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Other people have called him uh, the Son of God, the Son of Man, the Lamb of God, the Way, the Truth, and the Life, the Word, the Great Shepherd. But yet when he was born, when, when he can't Mary, just call him Jesus when Mary called him to dinner, she didn't say wonderful counselor. She, she just said, Jesus, dinner's ready. When the disciples left everything, they didn't tell their friends they were going to serve mighty God. They just said they were going to follow Jesus. When, when the blind man was questioned about who healed him, he didn't say the everlasting father. He said there was this guy, his name was Jesus, just this common, ordinary, less than name. This guy by the name of Jesus, when B, Peter and John were on, on that fishing trip and and somebody called their name from the shore. They didn't go, oh, that is the Prince of Peace. No, they said, there's Jesus. The, the, the Greek name Jesus is, is Yeshua, Jehovah, salvation, Savior, Messiah. But it was so common during that day. And, and I, I don't know if I'm overemphasizing this or I'm trying to make a point out of nothing. But I think what God was trying to tell you is I'm going to, Joseph, Mary, you're going to have a son. It's going to be supernatural. It's going to be conceived by the Holy Spirit, and you don't have to call him reverend, holiness, angelic, majestic, divinity, the third. I just want you to call him Jesus, because he is going to be Emmanuel, God with us. And, 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 and I, don't know, I don't want to make light of it, because the Incarnation is the, maybe the greatest event that's ever happened. It's a big deal. It's God becoming flesh. It's the most self-sacrificing love that's ever been shown. It's the divine becoming human. It's the immortal becoming mortal. It's the it's the the divine becoming human. I already said that. And I'm not even sure if we understand it, but it's God putting on this flesh, emptying of himself, giving up his rights, giving up his authority, and coming to walk on earth. John said it this way: In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. Verse 14 says, And the word became flesh. And he made his dwelling among us. It's the incarnation. It's Emmanuel. It's God with us. It's Mary. Call him Jesus. The message says the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. And God did it in such a way that he was so approachable. He he was so personable. When God chose to reveal himself, he did it through a human body with a human name. The tongue that called forth the dead was a human one. The hands that touched lepers had dirt under its nails. The feet upon which the women wept was calloused and, and dusty. The tears that, that he cried came from a human heart that was as much broken as yours and I's have ever been. And, and, and because he was Jesus, because he wasn't some some hierarchy, people came to him at night and they touched him as they walked down the street. And they followed him around the sea, and they invited him over for dinner, and they placed their children at his feet because he refused to be a a statue in a cathedral or a priest in an elevated pulpit. He chose to instead be Emmanuel, God with us. Mary, you're going to be with child. You're going to be conceived by the Holy Spirit, and just call him Jesus. And nowhere do I find in Scripture where someone was afraid to draw near to him. There were those who mocked him and those who were envious of him and those who hated him and those who misunderstood him. But not one person ever considered him to be too holy or too divine or too majestic to seek out or to touch. There was not one person who was too reluctant to approach him for fear of being rejected. And I I love the names that catch his awesomeness and describe his character. Names like the Lamb of God and the light of the world and the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega, the resurrection and the life, the bright and the morning star. But when I'm I'm in need, I call on Jesus because he's close. He's Emmanuel, God with us. When I'm hurting, I cry to Jesus. When I'm confused, I talk to Jesus. When all is well, I thank Jesus. Mary, you're going to be with child. You're going to give birth to a son. We're going to call him Emmanuel, God with us. He will save the world from their sins. And I want you to call him Jesus, the name now that is above every name. Because he will save his people from their sins. That's why he came. That's why the incarnation is so important. Because there was a big problem that you and I had with our relationship with God. It was called sin. And sin disconnects. Sin disrupts. Sin destroys sin eventually will enslave. If you die in your sin, you will spend eternity apart from God. There had to, and, 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 and we're not good enough. We're, we're not, we're not, can't do enough. We, we need help. And so Jesus came, Jesus incarnated, Jesus became flesh and he lived and he, and he did miracles while he was on this earth to, to, conform, to confirm that he was the son of God. And he turned the water into wine and, and, and 2,000 years later, Christians are still arguing if it was alcoholic or not, and, and, and he opened blinded eyes, and, and do you know when he opened blinded eyes, you think everybody would be excited because this once guy that was born blind could now see, but they got mad at Jesus because he did it on a Sunday, and he didn't do it the way they thought it should be done, and who is he? He's just a, Jesus, there's five high priests named Jesus, there's 20 common people named Jesus, who does this guy think he is? When he cast out demons, they didn't think they, he did it by the power of God. They concluded that he did it in the name of Satan or, or Beelzebub. And they called him a lunatic and they called him crazy and they, and they, and they, they called him out of his mind. And, and they, 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 they just they constantly opposing him and coming against him. And Jesus just, just kept telling him, just love him. God kept telling his son, just love him. Just show him my love. Touch the lepers, befriend the prostitutes, love all those who the religious reject. And the more you love, the more they're going to hate you and the more they're going to mock you. But you just keep loving them because love is not just what we do, love is who we are. And while he was on the earth, Jesus picked these 12 disciples and and they didn't look like much when he picked them. They weren't the sharpest tool in the shed or the brightest crayon in the box. But by the time he got done with them, they turned the world upside down. But two of them, one of them, sold him out for a kiss. Another one denied that he ever knew him. Cursed, in fact, when he was, at, was asked if, if aren't you one of Jesus. And then, and then because, because he was God incarnate, because he came to save his people from their sins, he, he was unjustly accused. He was falsely accused. He was brutally crucified, and, and, he, and, he, and he went to a cross, and he stretched out his arms, and he, and he looked at the crowd that day, and I think he still looks at us today and says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And you say, no, God never forsook Jesus. He did. He forsook him while he hung on that cross because of the sins of mankind were being transferred to the back of Jesus. There was a, there was a, there was a payment, there was a transaction being made On the cross, Jesus was making payment for our sin. And because God is a holy God, he had to turn his back on Jesus as he took the sins of the world. He who knew no sin was becoming sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When he gave up his last breath and he breathed that last time, the Bible says the earth shook and the rocks split. And the graves split open. And the centurion that stood at the cross mocking Jesus and laughing at Jesus and gambling at his clothes. The centurion that ordered the the Roman soldiers to whip him one more time and and shove the crown a little bit harder and and made him carry his cross up the hill and commanded those spikes be driven into his wrists and to his feet. The one that saw the whole thing, heard the whole thing, listen to what Jesus said. At the end of that crucifixion, he proclaimed, he confessed, surely this was The son of God, Paul summed it up like this, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing and taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness and being found in his appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that's above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. That centurion declared, surely you are the Son of God. And one day, either now or later, everyone in this room will declare, Jesus, you were indeed the Son of God, the Lamb of God, who took away the sins of the world. Mary, Joseph, you're going to have this baby conceived by the Holy Spirit. Just call him Jesus because I want everybody to know he's approachable and he's personal, personable. And he eventually is going to free people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord said through the prophet. 700 years earlier, Isaiah prophesied, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us that's what this whole service is about from the opening uh video god with us to the songs to the to the what a beautiful name we we've been trying to declare and describe and thank god and let you know that god is with us but he's not here anymore i thought he ascended back to the father he did but let me give you the words that he gave his disciples right before he left if you love me keep my commands And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you. And he will be with you forever. And and this is what I want you to know. God is with you. I don't know what you went through in 17, but God was with you. I don't know what you're going to face in 2018, but God is with you. He's for you, not against you. He wants to bless you. He wants to help you. He wants to come alongside you. That's the difference between religion and Christianity. Here's the difference. Religion is man's attempt to get to God. It's what do I need to do? What do I have to pay? What do I have to build? What do I have to give to get to God? That's religion. It's futile. You can't. Christianity is God coming to man through the incarnation, through Jesus putting on flesh. I I don't remember it like it was yesterday because it wasn't, but I remember when Emily was a baby and she'd be laying in that crib and and I I would reach down to pick her up and she'd And she'd just lift up her arms. And I I got a picture. That's how, that's God. That's what God is like. God stepping down, bending over, coming down to get us and to be with us and to help us. And our only response has to be, Lord, I need you. I'll be. He said, look, I'm going back, but I'm going to send you an advocate. I'm going to send somebody just like me, but he's different. And he's going to be with you forever. And it's the spirit of truth. And the world can't accept him because he neither sees him nor knows him. But you'll know him for he lives with you and he will be in you. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He's not gone back. He's still here. He's still active. He's still alive. He still wants to interact. He still wants to encourage. He still wants to help. He lives in you. He'll be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. I'll come to you. I'll reach down. And before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you'll see me because I live, you also will live. He's he's Emmanuel. He's God with us. This is what he said right before he left. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always. He's God with us. He's Emmanuel to the very end of the age. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. He's with us. He, in 2018, he wants, you to be, he wants to be closer to you than he ever has been. But you got to, all we have to do is just respond. I'm, I'm really, really excited about the new year. I'm excited about January I don't know if you're new to Clover Hill, but we do a fast every January. I'm not so excited about the fast. It's work. It's hard. But I'm excited about meeting Jesus. I'm, I'm excited about encountering God. I'm excited about getting closer to him. And we've scheduled that whole month where we'll have Wednesday night services and Sunday morning. And we've created some space where we're just going gonna to give the first part of that year to God. We're, you're going to learn how to encounter God through his voice, through his word, through worship. You're going you're to learn how to encounter God with one another. We're, we're, you're going to learn how to encounter God through his spirit. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit and how he is for today and how he wants to come alongside and help you today and be a, be a partner and an advocate and a, and a come along. And as I was preparing for that series, I was, I was reading in Elijah. And, and remember, we're talking about God with us, Emmanuel. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He's still with us. He's not gone back to heaven. He's still here. And Elijah was told by God to go stand on the mountain and wait. I'm going to come and talk to you, and I'm going to have an encounter with you, Elijah, and I want you to wait on the mountain. And, and the Bible says that, that a wind came by. It was hurricane force wind. And I mean, it stirred. It caused the commotion. It, it, it caused some issues, but God wasn't in the wind. And then an earthquake came, and it shook the ground, and and again, more commotion and, and I mean, bigger and, 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 man, surely this was God and God wasn't in the earthquake. And Elijah's waiting to hear the voice of God. I need to hear you, God. And God sent a fire. And the fire was, was hot, I'm assuming. But God wasn't in the fire. And then the Bible says that, that then a, a voice like a whisper began to talk to Elijah. And God was in the whisper. And, you know, as I thought about that, You know why he whispered? Because he was close. If you're far, you got to yell. But if you're close, a whisper will do. God, with us. Here's what it says She will give birth to a son. This is what it says. (laughs) All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Let me read again. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means, will you say it with me? God with us. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Friend, God is with you. God's never going to leave you. He proved it as he came in the incarnation, as he put on flesh. He, he proved it as he sent his spirit to, to come into us and, and, and teach us and to instruct us and to encourage us. His name is Emmanuel. His name is Emmanuel, which means God with us. If you're a believer, if you know Jesus, if you don't, will you, will you stand to your feet and will you take a moment? That Right now, will you stand to your feet and will you take a moment in the busyness of this season? I know you got probably somewhere to go after and tomorrow's going to be crazy. But you, will you give just a moment and will you give God thanks and praise for being God with us? Lord, we thank you today that you are here, that you're here now. Lord, that you weren't a God that just came and then left, but you are a God that's very much involved and active in, in our lives and the lives of your people. Lord, we acknowledge that. We thank you for that. We praise you for that. And Lord, we thank you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't have to fear any evil, for you're with me. Your 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 rod and your staff, they comfort me. You, you set a table before my enemies. Lord, with your good, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God, you are Emmanuel, you're God with us. And I'm grateful for that. Lord, there's nothing too difficult that we can't do together. Lord, there's no challenge too big that you won't help me overcome. Lord, there's no struggle that I can't grab hold of your hand and you see me through. Lord, I thank you today. I confess it today. I declare it today. That you're with me. And like a baby, I reach out my arms and say, yes, Lord, take me. Help me. In Jesus' name. Will you sing it to the Lord? Oh, come, let us adore him. Come, let us adore him. Oh. Lord, your best, all come. Oh, we come to adore you today. We come to bless you today. Oh, we come to acknowledge you as the Son of the living God, the one who is and was and is adoration. Lord, we give it all to you, for you alone are worthy. Why don't you take a moment, bow your head, shut your eyes for just a moment. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus. You've not invited him into your life. You've not surrendered to him as Savior. You've not allowed him to forgive you of your sins. Can I just tell you this? You don't have to do life alone. You don't don't have to struggle alone. You don't have to worry alone. You don't have to prosper alone. You you don't... in the good and the bad. You don't have to do it alone. God wants to be with you. Religion is your attempt to get to God. You can't do it. You're not smart enough. You're not wise enough. You're not good enough. Christianity is Christ coming to us. All you got to do is accept and receive him. Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry that I've missed the mark. Will you come into my heart? Will you come into my life? Will you lead me and help me? You say, Pastor, I need to do that. I, I... I don't want to do it alone. I need Jesus. I need him as my savior. I need him as my Lord. Then ask him. Say, Lord, come. Lord, fill me. Lord, forgive me. Here's what I would do. I I would just picture in my mind him reaching down to you and you just kind of raising your hands and saying, Lord, I accept you. I receive you. Lord, I don't want to do it my way anymore. I want to do it your way. You demonstrated your love for me while I was yet a sinner. You died on a cross. And God, if you thought I was worth dying for, you're worth living for. And so I give it to you. Give you my life. Surrender to you in Jesus' name. Keep your heads bowed and your eyes shut for just a moment. How many said that prayer maybe for the first time or you came back to God today? Could you just raise your hand? I'd love love to see it. Somebody said, I just asked the Lord to forgive me. I, I asked the Lord to cleanse me. Thank you. Anybody else? I asked the Lord to be the Lord and the leader of my life this this evening, this afternoon. Thank you guys. In the balcony, anybody? Thank you so much. Here's what I need you to do. On your way out, there is a next step table. Just swing by there. They'll give you a worship CD. They'll give you a Bible. They'll put some, some resources in your hand because today's not the end. It's the beginning of a new journey, a new walk with Jesus Christ because he's Emmanuel which means God with us. Amen, everybody. Amen. Have a great Christmas.